Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cantina at Mex. We're back with episode 289. Not too much commotion since our last episode. We had a partido molero. Uh, Funes Mori is officially Mexican. And Tata Martino might have to eat crow after all with the lack of strikers. Also, we have two World Cup winners that will be participating in Liga MX next season. And we'll see what else we can fill in. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are live on YouTube. So we welcome everyone on to this live episode. And before I go any further, let me welcome Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Doing good, though. Even though I'm missing out on the on the Copa Libertadores and then the... the um, you mean Copa America? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I haven't seen Libertadores either. Oh. Copa America and, and the other, the Copa Europea. Copa Europea. So, both, both big tournaments and I'm not. You know, I'll be honest, um, you know, it's been kind of like Christmas came early because in the morning you have a 6 a.m. game, 9 a.m. game, noon game, and then you in the afternoon you have Copa America. So it's like football like all day long. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch too much of it. I was – uh, at the gym, and I was watching uh, Sweden versus Spain, and I just wanted to pull my 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 hair out because of the terrible, terrible finishing. You know, it's nice to know yeah. that it's not just a, a Mexico problem. This is a universal problem right now. Spain and Sweden, boy, they were just sucking it up, and uh, it's just nice to see that. You know, <laughs> yeah. We brother Chiquis has joined us. Uh, we're gonna invite him. In fact, I see no. him on speaker. Yeah, he's on speaker. He should be on speaker. Cheeky's welcome. Hey, welcome. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Have you been watching any of the games? I watched a little bit of a uh, little bit of Spain. Yeah, that um, was that was the one I was watching. There's this. I was watching the uh, the Denmark a little bit also. That was some scary stuff. Um, <laughs> watching Christian Eriksen, you know, just collapse on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought he died, and uh, he did have a heart attack, right? Probably. I don't know what it was, but you know, I thought he was dead, and the players quickly surrounded him, you know, because the cameras were just like just recording this whole thing. It was pretty brutal to watch. No respect for that, and then you know he he ended up being conscious before they carried him out on the stretcher, so. We don't know if how long he's gonna be out for, but uh, you know, wish him a speedy recovery. That was that was just brutal. Also, the goat makes a statement in a press conference. Cristiano Ronaldo. They tried to put the. They tried to. They tried to do the. Uh, the Coca Cola. The what is it? Oh man, what's what's the nickname for the Chivas coach? The hell, a product in front of him. They oh, the, the, Midas, the King Midas? <laughs> no, dude. You, you had, I think you made it up. A nickname for that. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, what are you talking about? The, Chiquis, you're, the, you're losing the Chivas coach. The Chivas coach, they had all the products in front of them. The oh, Chivas you mean Cardoso. 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 Former coach, Chiquis. Yeah, Cardoso. <laughs> the Chivas coach, the Cardoso. No, no, but yeah, he's not the Chivas. He was the, the former Chivas coach. That's what I'm The Chivas coach. No, just coaches Busse teach. Chiquis, come on, man. Is Busse right now? You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It took me a while. They tried to put the cook. They tried to put the cooks. Oh, they tried to. What he doing? He's not. He's not about that. Man, he ain't got no six pack abs just for drinking coke. He takes out the water and puts it. This is water. Is what I drink. He's a water boy. He's a water water homie. But he said that he's like I just drink. And then he, he well, no, he, he said a, he said water. He said he, he said agua. He agua. had a bottle of Dasani, which is from Coke. So I wonder if, yeah. um, you know, will he get in trouble for doing that? Because that's product placement. It's supposed to be there at every press conference. I'm sure Coca Cola has some kind of like deal or contract with the Euros, and uh, mm. he, he just moved them out of the way and said, "I want water. I only endorse but it's, water." It's his image, though, so it's. 
Yeah. It depends because it's if the anything, same as well. If anything, it's like free marketing there because everyone's going to be talking about, you know, Coca-Cola and how Ronaldo doesn't like it. He doesn't drink soda. Yeah. Um, It'll be on the organizers. Yeah, yeah, one real quick thing before we get into the show. The I was uh, I was watching the Sweden game. There's this guy, this kid named Alexander Isak, man. This guy's a beast. And I'm just looking at him, and it's just like, what a waste, man. He's, like, playing for, like, Sweden. Like, they're never going to accomplish anything. And he's really, really <laughs> talented. Like, this guy, like, at one point had, like, four or five defenders on him. Was able to get past all of them. I don't know how. He crosses the ball, and then his uh, his other companion just, just whiffed it really hard. And I'm just like, man, I wouldn't. This is probably how Slotson felt his entire career at Sweden, man. Just like on an island, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll have a good club career, though. Uh, so the big news of the night: Funes Mori is officially Mexican. So, how do we feel about this? Do you think? He's going to get called up to the Selección? Well, this, was that issue cleared up because he represented Argentina? He did. I, I believe at the under-20 level. And then I think mm-hmm. he played a friendly. So I don't know if that – I know FIFA had changed some rules because I know when they were first talking about calling him up a few years back, it was like, you know, the rules – that were in place, they were not permitted. But I think FIFA made some, you know, some. They made some updates, so he might he might be eligible. I'm, I'm guessing he is now. Uh, which is, if he is, uh, yeah, he's definitely getting the call up. So, in early 2019, he inquired FIFA about the possibility to play for Mexico, but was deemed ineligible. In 2020, following a change of the rules regarding naturalized players by FIFA, Funes Mori was deemed eligible to play for the Mexican national team and restated his interest. So he is good to go, and uh, he will probably be included in the Gold Cup roster along with, wait for it, Javier Chicharito Hernandez. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, you, you're guessing about Hernandez or do you know this for? Uh, I actually saw this on Twitter today. A little, bird, a little bird told you. Little, little, little birdie told me. Uh, we will know on the 30th of June. That is when the list will be uh, submitted. But that is the latest rumor. Uh, because we do have a striker crisis in Mexico. Uh, I don't agree with this uh, Unis Morty stuff. Ooh, I thought you were happy. You tweeted earlier you were happy for him. Well, that everyone's influencing me because I see uh, Juan Arango complaining about people for somehow being xenophobic oh, because they don't want... Mean- Bait, weak bait. Come on, chickies. This is the second. No, it's pod. not. Well, it's not. This is the second podcast you bring up trash, bro. Here. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, not even just bait. him, though. It's not just him, though. It's a lot of people there. Uh, Mostly nah. South American that are like, and if you don't accept him, then it's because you don't like South Americans, but, or you, you're, you're not accepting, you're but, not integrating people who want to be on the national team and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know what? You know what, chickies, like. People complaining on like on social media, it's a small minority that in in the grand scheme of things they don't even make a bleep. You might have a few of the of the journals maybe make some noise just because they need ratings or they need something to fill the show with. But if if like the fans in general didn't like it, we would see it, man. They would they would go to the training and and pelt that guy or abuse him you know you'll see it at the stadium people would take they they would take um banners of saints you know, you know like stuff like that where they're like we don't want you and, and this isn't the first time we have a, a you know naturalizado with the selección there's been a few and it's always been the same bs where it's like you know they they make us believe that the fans are against it but but then you don't really see anything happen 
you know, aside from just something reported that eh, they don't like him, but then. No, then a lot, of, like, people, a lot of people don't like naturalized back in the day, but now like the fans have become sort of weak and fickle. But, but oh, even back then. Desperate, actually. They're actually, de- even, this is the word to describe it. They're desperate. They're but desperate even back for then, what, what, like, what happened to like Xenia, like that you saw Xenia get oh, yeah. a, Xenia? something to him when he was called up? Did something well, happen senior, to, uh, he, did right amount, he did the right amount. He did the right amount of pandering. He did the right amount of pandering <laughs> to gain the love of the Mexican fans. Come on, senior yeah, was, he did. I mean, senior preferred banda to uh, uh, samba. That's the example of my pandering. That's the pandering that Funes Mori scored every... against the United States in a World Cup qualifier. He's Mexican in my book, man. Okay, what about Bozo? What about Bozo? Is is a you know he. He scored as well. So was trash, man. We didn't need him. But yes, we did, Jaime. You forget that goal he scores against Canada that put Mexico in the hex. He we don't score. Mexico doesn't even make it. That's embarrassing, dude. Not even (laughs) make it to the hexagonal. Wow. This is the thing though, because Vosso, all these guys, Vosso, Senior, Guille Franco, maybe not Senior. Senior, like he pandered the right amount. But Punis Morty, all these guys, think of it. Just imagine, you are the second choice. You're not the first choice. If Argentina were to come knocking on his door, he would throw, he would delete that pick of him with the Mexican naturalized oh, certificate. Wow. And he would be like, oh, okay. Because if Portugal came huh? to you with Cristiano knocking at your door, you would do the same. Well, that's because... <laughs> but wait, wait, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense, though. Portugal is, that's, that's this is team. His his first priority is his country, which is Argentina. So this is turning into a club thing. Like if you see a prospect, and you know he's got a little, his parent is the, you know, from your country, then you could probably scoop him up. And this is like uh, a club team. If if you if you can make it to the World Cup and that club can't, then that's you know that's sort of the way to go. It's like this guy that uh, that Jaime was talking about from. Uh, Sweden. Yeah. If, another, if another club wanted to like scoop him up and could somehow figure out where his great grandfather was English, so you know he's, he could he could be English. Let's change the FIFA rules, and instead of him wasting away in Sweden, he's going to England. He can you know contribute like a whole lot, go to a World Cup, get to a World Cup final. All all that and and everyone states this too. Funes Mori, all that he wants is to go to a World Cup, and Mexico is just the pathway to do it. He's getting on the car just to go to the World Cup. I don't think he has, uh, like, I think his intentions are genuine. Let's take a look at the numbers. I mean, we look at Guille Franco, who played for Monterrey from 2002 to 2005. He had 119 appearances, 63 goals. Meanwhile, Funes Mori has been at Rayado since 2015. He has 196 appearances, and he has tied... Chupete Suazo with 121 goals. This guy has been in Mexico for a long time. He's been biding his time. And why not? You know what I mean? I think his intentions are clear. I don't think he's trying to be, you know, deceptive or anyone. Uh, It's obvious that he wasn't good enough to play for Argentina. But, hey, the opportunity, it's a mutual benefit. Right now, we need need strikers. We don't have a player that of his caliber – and uh, he just happened to become Mexican today, so it just all worked out. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's it proves a bad state of affairs that Mexico does not have enough strikers that they need to depend on some naturalized guy to uh, to help them out. But whose fault is that? It's not his fault. It's it's the Mexicans' it's fault. It's fault. the it's it's Henry Martin who is just a tomato can. <laughs> It's Alan Pulido. It's these guys are the ones you should be mad at because they're not stepping up to the plate. They're not providing us what we need. And it's not. And, it's, ex- and I'm exactly mad at. That. It's like I'm also mad at the Liga uh, MX and the whole federation for not developing these players. So yeah, of course it's their fault. But yeah. it doesn't mean I'm gonna. It doesn't mean I'm gonna falsify my quality by bringing in a player who's not Mexican grown or Mexican developed. But we don't have well, any other choices. Kind of, he is like when you see all for a few all his years. Career, no, he's not. He didn't. His youth. He's he has like time in the well, United maybe, States. He could, maybe, he, could, he could play for yeah, the United States. The, maybe. The, the bulk of his career and and the whole highlight of it has been in Liga MX. It's different if he 
just showed up a year ago and then he he you know speed up the process just just to be the merc a lot of these guys though and you know it chickies they end up they stay and they live in Mex. they end up staying there and then their family is is mexican you know they end up staying there their kids are, are born there and and their families and all that so i mean that's you're not gonna give credit to that. That makes the fans feel better for accepting them. Yeah. When's the last time? <laughs> when's the last time we had this type of controversy? Like it's been a while since we had to rely on. I don't nothing. think it's a controversy though, well, man. I don't, you know what I, I mean? Like that. I know during like La La Volpe era, the the issue was brought up, and then during during the Aguirre era, it was a little bit brought up, but. Uh, it's, it's been the, a while. It's, players, though. it's been a while yeah, since we had been... naturalizados. Like, when's the last time we had a naturalizado on the team? Chaco. Huh? Chaco was the latest, probably. I would say Chaco. And Chaco Jimenez. Yeah, because he was like getting old. Damn, and they brought that, Chaco was, on. that was hell long ago, dude. Oh, they they brought him for the World Cup qualifying. Yeah. I remember, yeah, like, they were, they were looking at Leandro Augusto. Leandro, yeah, that was during too, the Sven Gordonson. Sven Gordonson wanted him, but. It's been a while, the biggest, man. Ra- the biggest rage one was was Guillafranco because he was a straight up merc, and especially what happened at the World Cup, how he got disgraced. And yeah, I mean, recently there hasn't been too yeah. many. I don't think it's been a while. It's it's been a while since we had a naturalizado on the team. Um, but again, right now we're just in a position where we're desperate. We need someone to score goals, and uh, he's gonna be our he's gonna be our Huckleberry for the Gold Cup. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it's a controversy. I think the media makes it one. Like that guy you were talking about, Juan Arango, he just brings it up for uh, clickbait. So I think that's what it is. I think that, you know, you ask the majority of fans, they, they don't even care. Yeah, I don't think they'll care. He's been around the league Watch for him. six years now. Everybody's familiar with him. Everybody knows who he is. And uh, he's got a he's got a he's got a track record, man. He scores goals. And you know, Rayado fans are happy that he's getting called up. I think a lot of fans are happy. Well, see, there you go. I, I just I don't think I don't think it's been an issue. I think maybe uh, you gotta go maybe twenty years, and then football was a bit more like. I guess you could say like there was more like national pride, I guess. But I I think a lot of that's changed <laughs> now, and and you just don't see it anymore. It's more vende patrias, man. No, it's just <laughs> not that. It's just because the game became so globalized, where it's so like no, more so like globalized because you you see it in Europe too. This is all pretty recent. This wasn't how football was when you see for many years. Uh, you know, when you saw an English team, it was it was legit English team. Now they're like, there's like, what, like 10, 12 foreigners. So their football's not really English football anymore. The coaches, right. the majority of players, they're from all other places. So And, and that's what we started seeing with football in, in majority of countries. Maybe South America is where you still, you know, Chilean, no, Chilean think- League, Argentine League, it's, it's still filled with majority of their own coaches and players but like but, but like europe players, and rest of the world it's it's all foreigners so no but they're not foreigners though dude they, they're like the french team or the english team they're born in england they they grew up in england no no i'm talking they're, about they're the from... league I, I know but i'm talking about because the league in the league now you see so many foreigners that when it comes to national team people don't really care it's not there's just that that I don't know if you're gonna call it pride, but that like essence of it is just it's not there anymore. It's not that big of a deal anymore. If you want to suit up for a country, you know they'll make ways to make it happen. Look at uh, Diego Costa. You know he was Brazilian. He had played for the Brazilian team, then he made that switch to Spain. Like it happens in football. It happens all the time. Who's that uh, Italian who was from Argentina? He played for he played at Cruz Azul one time. He was a World Cup Camoranesi. winner. Camoranesi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Trezeguet, I think, as well. Trezeguet, I mean, the sergeant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it happens. 
I think he was both. <laughs> Lukas yeah. Lukas Podolski is uh, I think he's Polish. <laughs> he's a gallo blanco now, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I really want to talk about this uh, Partido Molero really quickly. Mexico uh, played a Partido Molero on Saturday against Honduras. And I already knew going into the match that it was going to be a shit show. Honduras uh, played to not lose. You know, they tried to do that against the States. Uh, they tried to do that against Costa Rica. They, they won in penalties. And I just knew that this was going to be like a partido molero. Uh, Mexico failed to score. Um, and if we look at the these like three results, right? We look at the uh, Nations League, uh, Costa Rica-Mexico, a 0-0 draw. You go to uh, penalties. Then uh, against USA, you lose. Um, and you have this 0-0 match against Honduras. So, I mean, Mexico have just not been scoring goals. And uh, you know, that's why Funes Mori and is, is, you know, that's why we're going to have to call him up. That's why Chicharito is going to crawl back to the to La Selección. Um, and I think the rumor is that Ochoa, Romo, and Henry Martin will be the reinforcements for the uh, Olympics what do you guys think about those those players representing us in Japan? I, I saw the Olympic draw. I think Mexico's not making it out of the round, so I, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Here. Oh man, it's all transition. Uh, are they in the same group as uh, who are they? Who is in there? I want to look it up right now. Isn't it uh like the pretty tough group? Yeah. And I think they faced the, the hardest team first. Olympic men's soccer. I'm looking oh, it up. Oh, man. All right. Put us fallas. <laughs> you should be at top of your head, Jaime. No, it's there's a... Okay, here we go. Groups. We have Mexico, Japan, France, and South Africa. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, and, and especially at the youth level, Mexico always struggles against the African teams. Yeah, I mean, no matter what team it is, it could be. I mean, look at the World Cup, and that wasn't that wasn't even youth. It was against Angola, with like uh, the portero was like not even he wasn't even professional. He was like last minute, I think, like the taxi driver dude that took him to the airport. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the match? Oh six World Cup, the goalie. Angola? He was the only white guy for Angola, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, youth a youth level, yeah, Mex Mex has always struggled, man. His teams yeah. tend to be very physical and Mexico, just give a hard time. Mexico is going to kick off the Olympics uh, against France, oof, and then <laughs> you play the Afrintion Japan, the host. Yeah, there you go. And then. By then, we'll probably be eliminated, but we'll play South Africa <laughs> for shits and giggles. I mean, who knows? I just know that if the French... France, if they beat France, I think that's, that will put them in a good spot to advance. If we beat France, uh, give us the gold if they medal. Lose, if they lose, that's it. I, I pretty much... And I think that's been the stats, Elin, at the World Cup, that if you lose your first game, it's like a 70% chance or 80 that you won't make it out of the group stage. Yeah, just really complicates I forgot things. the stat, but losing losing that first game is pretty much puts you out. I I would have if like Mex would have started out against uh, uh, even Amfitrio in Japan, and then and then South Africa finally with France. I, I would have their chances would have been better, uh, or or any of the other combinations except France last. But first, oh man, that's. Yeah, and it's brutal, man. And the reason I'm a little bit concerned is because this is also an issue for the for the Olympic team. They just haven't been able to score. Jota Jota Macias is just not living up to the hype, and um, that's probably why they're calling. That's why Jimmy Lozano decided to call up uh, Henry Martin. I don't agree with it. I don't think Henry Martin is a solid like reinforcement for the team. I, I would still expect him to, like, ride the pine because uh, Mexico has Santiago Muñoz. They also have Eduardo uh, Aguirre. So they have other other options. It's not just J.J. Mack. Um, so we'll have to see 
how it goes. But they've had a few friendlies. They played Saudi Arabia. They played Romania. Uh, hey, how, how did those go, Jaime? Um, they were pretty bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> even though you know what, even though you you could have those bad friendlies, it doesn't really, you know, it is not going to be a, a prime indicator. But yeah. I think that that, but but you know, it's not at, that serious, the, you know. No, but at the same time, it's also at the like, same time <laughs> it is it is uh, it is concerning, yeah. Well, it's likely, it's likely where he's like, because the team's not that strong and then they're not, they're not even getting results. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, they beat Romania, then they tied against Saudi Arabia and it's just been okay. Uh, they beat Australia as well. Uh, it's just, you know, a little bit unconvincing. Yeah, those, those teams are pretty like weak sauce, you know, with all due respect to them. They're not. Yeah. Uh, you know, Canelo Angulo scored, Cristiano Lavares, and Lalo Aguirre. So, uh, but Australia was able to score too. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, you just have to monitor as as it goes. But uh, I'm just glad that Tata is gonna eat crow. You know, he said that we didn't need Chicharo, that we don't need strikers. You know, we're doing this false nine thing. But I- I'm glad that he's able to adjust his his mistakes and, and realize that we do need strikers. Uh, I'm all for Funes Mori. I'm all for Javier to return for the gold cup, uh, just so he can continue to pad his, his stats there and, and make it even harder for anyone to beat his, uh, top goal score record. Uh, he's been trying hard, you know, he's been, he's been taking this season serious. He's been doing well in the MLS. Seems like he has his life somewhat back in order. So, you know, I think it's time for him to return. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, and there's also the the thing with with sponsors. You know, he's always been a poster boy, so there there's there's there could be that pressure too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, right now, who's your biggest marketing uh, guy? Maybe Chucky Lozano. Uh, yeah, even those, but even those guys, like even like with Tecatito, they've never had that level of popularity. That that's true. That that Chicharo you know, has enjoyed. I think um, Linus could potentially, like, get to that level of popularity, but I think he needs to work on his personality. He's still too much of a schoolboy. He needs to be, like, outspoken and I don't know. Maybe maybe as he gets older, he'll he'll develop that that side of his... Because you, oh, you got to have a personality. You got to have a personality. That's just how it goes. Yeah, but he's, he's not even a starter, man. I mean... Yeah, but he's still young. He's only like twenty years old, man. Like he's got to. Hey, but you you at that age already, man. That's that's. He's. Do, I think he's you, doing you, good. You have the league IMX. Like he's. You see him young until he's twenty five. Yeah, he's still juvenil. Yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty one, man. He just turned twenty one, so I mean, he's. Yeah. yeah, but top players at that age, they're already. They're yeah. already starting. They're already. Key. Well, we're talking about Mexico, bro. We don't. We don't start developing. <laughs> we don't start maturing until we're like thirty, bro. We still living at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ten more years. Look at Carlos Salcido, man. This guy made his like debut at like twenty five or something. Like twenty, he was like, he was old already, man. It's just how it goes. Even Raul Jimenez had a long struggle of getting consistent playing time. No, you know? but 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 I mean, but in Europe, but he was he was you know in America and, and yeah, he had been yeah, he made the jump. I I think because Linus, I think if he would have stayed at America, and I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me, uh, I think he would have been more more you know, especially if he was successful with them. I think he would have been a bigger name than just going to Betis and then he writes the pine and he gets a game every, every now and then. And so I do think he would have, he would have been a, a, just a bigger, more household name. Well, you got to look at the bright side. Another season in Spain, he'll get his European passport. Yeah. And, and that will open up even more doors for him. Uh, let's talk about Iguera. What's going on with Chivas? Uh, his name has been brought up to the light as of late. It seems like he is going to be under investigation and they're auditing uh, Chivas de Guadalajara for some potential 
money laundering. What's going on, Joel? Uh, well, he has been he's been under the radar, you know, in in Max. I think that was the big reason they let him go. You know, unceremoniously they they pretty much canceled him, and it was it was already. I remember hearing already rumors that it was because they were investigating him. So I think this has this been like an ongoing where it says that he's tied to a bunch of like businesses that are like just phantom. They don't exist. So I, and I, but I don't think, I think a lot of businessmen do stuff like that to, I don't know if it's to launder money or just to move or avoid taxes or what, what, what have you. I, I don't think it's it's as serious as it sounds i don't i don't see him doing jail time or anything like that probably just pay a fine a couple fines yeah well it seems there's always something going on with chivas and because i mean look 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 at angelica man she was straight embezzling money and also at chivas you know and she she didn't she can you know she just left to New York for a couple months or like two years, and then she's back in Mex. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I think I, I don't think it's gonna be a big, you know. But but it sucks for the club, Chivas. You know that that they're still stuck in in this type of uh, controversies. Cause it's like they've been trying to put them behind, and it's like they just you know it's like that dark cloud just keeps following them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're Chivas, you already had like a scandal last season with players and, you know, uh just drinking and partying and the last thing you need is more more dark clouds over the the front office and, you know, money laundering and just being just even being like tied to that is 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 bad. So, eh, we'll see what they end up finding with this audit. Um Another update with Chivas is they have signed Christian Pinzon. Uh, if you don't recognize him, don't be surprised. He's really not someone that anyone really knows about, but he was playing for Chicago Fire, and Chivas decided to uh, bite the bullet and go after him. Um, but... He is going to be primarily playing for uh, El Tapatio. So he'll have to earn his stripes there. Do you know how old he is? Uh, Let me look it up, actually. Let's see. He is... Damn. He's not even on Wikipedia yet. (laughs) I have no idea how old he is, man. I'm a venture say. Between eighteen and twenty-one, he uh, he's from Bellflower, California. That's where he went to school. Uh, Already, Cheekies does not approve. Senior twenty twenty, so he's probably like nineteen years old now. Yes, yeah, there you go. We'll see how this goes, you know. I mean, they took the gamble with Carlos Salcedo. He was from the MLS, and look how that turned out, you know. It ended up going really well for Chivas, so maybe he could he could be one of those uh, diamonds in the rough. But I am a little bit concerned that Chivas have not been able to really get any refuerzos, you know, especially after the abysmal season they had. Uh, the, the thing that Chivas could benefit from the most is some fresh blood some new blood some some new energy and uh we have failed to even sign one player so i don't know if that just means that we're broke or what's going on man part of it i think clubs don't want to sell they're not obligated and and she's not going after average just an average you know they wouldn't want one of the bigger names, and so that, you know, we, we've been talking about this, just how there's, because the, the increase of foreign players means decrease in Mexican nationals. That means there's a lot less to choose from. So we could go back 10 years and, you know, top of my head, there was probably twice as many players to choose from. 
I forgot the numbers. We went over them in one of the pods of, of how many like foreigners there was. Um, I think the increase was from like 80 to like 160 or something, like double the number. So, I mean, that's 80 less players of, of you know, that Chivas has to choose from. So that, that definitely means they're going to have to come in and, and dig, dig over here for talent some diamonds in the rough but yeah that's that's since that rule i think since that rule was announced the whole you know the, the allowing like the 11 foreigners or whatnot I, I, yeah that was like a like a death sentence for chivas at least at the transfer market at that point man any the big reason why any player is like like when they wanted Cota and pachuca was like 11 million because they knew you're not gonna find anyone else you know, so if you want him, he's, you got to pay like double, triple what, what he would cost. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I know there's going to be reductions, but even then it might not. I don't think the reductions, they've talked about reduction in foreigners. Even then, I don't think it's going to be that that many players. Yeah. It's just disappointing because, you know, she was rumored with Eric Aguirre. They were rumored with you know, some other players around the league and it, you know, it sounded like they were going to work on something, maybe send players, you know, trade them, you know, trade Chicote, trade Nene Beltran. And in the end, they just, they haven't made any moves. So it's like, damn, we're going to have another, another season of mediocrity. I don't know, man. I'm not really excited about, you got to be excited about the season. You got to have something to look forward to, but we we uh, decided to keep Vucetic, so it's like I just kind of feel like it's gonna be the same, the same season as last year. So hopefully they prove me wrong, um, but I just I'm not very optimistic. Yeah, it's not looking good. So uh, let's talk about these refuerzos. We we kind of did talk about Florent Alvin, you know. Tigres being able to sign a, a World Cup winner. But there's another World Cup winner that's going to be playing in Liga Mekis, and his name is Lucas Podolski for Querétaro Gallos. How do they continue to get these names playing for their for their team? It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, because Gallos, they brought Ronaldinho. So a lot of times it's, it's you have investors that, that put money, you know. There's, there's other stuff tied to it. Who knows if there's whatever promotional stuff there might be. But yeah, that's, that's usually where the money comes from. Just Lucas Podolski, man. Like, <laughs> it's just... Well, but how old is he, random. though? Random. He's uh, 36. Yeah, well, see, there you go. He's like, all right, I'll take I'll take this massive payday. I mean, we, you know, and, and we talked about... Um, we talked about because this is a new man. I mean, it sounds random, but there was a Gallos de Jalisco, and uh, is Chiki still with us? He's still yeah, alive. Chiki, do you remember the Gallos de Jalisco story? No. God, oh, he forgot. So <laughs> there was a company yeah, in Mex. There's, I, I think it was a sugar company or a soda company, but this is way back when. And they managed to sign Pelé. Now, they didn't sign him for the season, but they signed him for a quadrangular. Since back back then in Max, that was, you know, before they did all the mullet tours in the U.S., it was very common to, to have these, like, three-team, four-team mini tournaments. And so they had a mini tournament with Atlas and Chivas, I said, yeah, I think it was Atlas, Chivas, and I think those Gallos de Jalisco, and um, I think Leones Negros. And 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 so they brought Pelé to, to play with them. What and, the hell? And Pelé played like two games only. It was just like two games. But they had like, uh, they were banking on this. Get, get this, Jaime. Huh. Your mind's going to be blown. So had had Chivas advanced and the Gallos team lost, Pelé would have played with Chivas what? for like the quadrangular final. 
1975, fichó con un equipo mexicano. Wow. Oh, you, 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 you had to look it up. You, man, come on. Fue para un partido de beneficio con los gallos azucareros de Jalisco. Give me the Alex Jones treatment. No, no, I'm just looking it up because I didn't, I didn't know this. this is, Frogs are gay. I was trying to look it up. <laughs> I was just trying to find like a. I I, uh, I upload. Oh, the there's photo. pictures too, dude. You'll find pictures yeah, too, and, and wow. newspaper, even newspaper um, clippings for like the promoting the game. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it, that's and cool. That's like a fun where fact. He, he didn't he didn't even train. He just showed up, of and of course he did. He just he just had like they needed to have like a masajista, <laughs> just to before the match, just give him a rub, <laughs> give him a rub down, give him a little, uh, little <laughs> happy ending. He didn't play good, man. He was probably showed up all fucking drunk. Probably. <laughs> He's just running around. People's Pele, dude. People were just, you know, he was like a megastar, man. He would people were crazy, oh, you know, yeah. when they would see him. And this was like he was he at this point he had been playing, I think, at the with the Cosmos. So he just made that trip from New York to to Guadalajara. So he was already at the He was already like in know, North America. Yeah, but he was about that same age, about okay. like 36, maybe. So, uh, I mean, I'm not oh, surprised. Wow. Podolski is like uh, nah, nah, nothing new there, man. That's cool. We, we've seen it. But that would have been a trip if he had actually played, you know, played with Chivas, even if it was Amistoso. But yeah. just, and I think that's one thing Chivas could probably do, man, if they wanted to make some money. What's that? Just have like guest guest stars. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like bring in bring in a player just to to wear the the jersey and then just play a game. I don't think they really need it, but it's like because uh, because they're such a big draw, you know, they don't really need it. But while we're like, on who, uh, knows, who knows who knows what that would. While we're on memory lane, uh, between our last episode, Loco Abreu has finally decided to hang up his boots. He's retired, and uh, I found it. I found a, I found a photo of him and uh, Guardiola when they played for Sinaloa. Man, that's crazy. That's such a crazy photo. Wait, where was he? Was uh, Loco playing in El Salvador? Where was he? I know he had been there. And then what do you he... mean? Like his yeah, last? Where was Loco playing before he retired? Uh, I think he was back at his home country. I could be wrong. Oh, is it Uruguay? I think you're right. Yeah. I was like, did, did he cross paths with Gulit? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Gulit is playing for what? Uh, El Salvador? Paz, I think, or Firpo. But he's a, he, he won the league, I think. So I, I'm happy for him, man. He went from... He's going to be just like some... Antigua. Drunkard. Huh? He's playing in Guatemala for Antigua now. Who? Guli. Oh, they, they sold his ass? Yeah, he was playing at FAS, and now he's at Antigua. <laughs> that's not even one of their big clubs, man. That's, <laughs> that's, he, he was like in one of the big clubs of El Salvador, you know? FAS? I've heard about FAS, yeah. And he goes, I don't know, man. They just, <laughs> but man, Loco Bro, man, he played for like everybody, man. He played. For, I remember at his time, uh, him and um, Eduardo Lillingston and Bofo Bautista, and I think even Pony Reese at Tecos, man. What a team! Oh snap! Yeah. What a team! Shit. Yeah, that that's that's quite the team. But he and also, I think Bofo at that time also had his hair long. He had the pony. He had hair. Because I don't know where <laughs> or how, but I, I used to have a poster of, like, Decos from that season. And then I was like, damn, bro, there was, like, squad on this team. Like, Decos were – dude, they had squad. They they would bring in players like like Donizetti and every every now and then. Here's the Leaños, man. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, the, the family, they have money. But – they would from time to time they would bring in they would bring in a pretty good foreigner. I remember Tecos they they brought this Bolivian and he was like 
he was like the top striker at the time in Bolivia. He had like an insane amount of goals. Like he was like the top scorer in the world. Jose Alfredo Castillo. There you go. Did, did you get this on top of your head, Jaime, or are you still Googling this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Googled and, this one. I Googled this one. But, but you know what? This dude, and, and, and I remember because I remember Bolivians being salty because he came to Mex. Oh. But, but the team, because some team from Spain wanted him, but they wanted to pay like peanuts. And, and Tecos, <laughs> Tecos put more money, and Tecos was one of the smaller teams. So it, you know, and, and I'm seeing that from way back. It sort of like gave me some insight of how some of these European teams are and why why it's not always so much hot shit to just go over there. Because a lot of times it's like they're not gonna invest much on you. Yeah. And if you don't if you get there in a bad situation, it's like you just wasted your time, you know, and your stock dropped a bit. And so, and it's like, you didn't really suck. It's just the team you went to, you went, you know, the the, the, the situation just wasn't right. Uh, but yeah, I, re- I forgot the team though. I forgot the team from Spain. They wanted Pateco straight out, like paid double and they just brought him into mix. But I don't think he, he was ever like, he, he went on to be this big, no. you know, this big name. It's just Bolivia, man. He must've been. <laughs> must have been, there must have been a couple of these like whipping these just really small clubs that he was probably racking up goals. Yeah, he uh played for Tecos and got loaned out quite a bit um in Brazil and Argentina and even in China, wow. And then <laughs> uh but he never really played for like a big club, so to speak, so yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's just, you know, he had that early impact. And then he just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Um, what a career for Abreu. I was like watching or listening to when he was describing um, the penalty that he scored to get Uruguay into the semis against Ghana. Because, uh, yeah, they were in overtime. And then Luis Suarez did the handball. And, As a panenka. And then... Uh, you know, he missed the PK, the, the player for Ghana missed the PK. They went to penalties, and uh, Abreu said that, the like, the day of the match when they were in training, they practiced PKs, and uh, they had three three chances. And he said that he missed all three because the Jubilani was such a really, like, the ball was, like, super light. Uh. And he didn't really have, like, a good grasp on it because he hadn't really played. And, uh... Yeah, he said that he missed all three PKs in training. And uh, he asked the coach because the coach wanted him to shoot third. He's like, no, 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 no. Put me, put me last, put me last. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said he was like kind of nerve, nervous. And uh, yeah, he did the panenka. And yeah, dude. It was... those, those, are the, those are some of the best interviews you could get when, you know, pretty candid interviews like that because you, you do get a bit of a – a peek behind the curtain, yeah, you know, and just just knowing how they practiced and how he missed, and how he asked to be last and all that stuff, you know, because because a lot of times subtle we, things, but yeah, we'll just guess at things, but it's it's yeah. He said that the the goalie, the reason why he did the panenka was because the goalie he noticed that on every single shot he 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 would dive, like he didn't stay in the middle, so he said, "Oh, I'm gonna put this right down the right down the the middle," and he's not gonna know uh, what to do. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's, that was, I guess, the the, the smart thing in Spark to Go to want to be last. Yeah. Because he was like, either A, we already won, I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, or B, if I miss, uh, it, but it, like if if it's like, if it's too risky, like if we miss, we lose, then I probably won't take it, you know. So I guess he was, you know, assessing the risk. And then, and then the C, of course, he got to study the GK, which was also very good, man. Um, yeah. That he got to see some, some, some clubs or you know even teams don't have, don't have someone like, like study the the other team. Oh, absolutely. And I forgot which game this was. I don't know if it counts as cheating, but they had that that like scout, and I think he had posed as a photographer or something. 
somehow he was behind the he was behind the porteria. Oh, and he, and he would tell the portero which way to dive. I know there was a goalie. Was it the Dutch goalie or German goalie? But he had like a little cheat sheet. Of, oh, <laughs> in his clubs. He had, a, he had he had a little cheat sheet. Like he knew where each player was gonna dive. Like or uh, I guess they they had like a statistic where like oh this guy shoots like left most of the time or right. I, you know I, I wouldn't count that as cheating. I think having like it's just scouting. Scout, yeah. I think having, but I do think having like that scout behind you because some of these dudes are very good. Where they even know like body language, yeah. So and they know like okay, his foot is placed like this, and this is how he steps. And so you know he's doing half of the job for you right there, man. Uh, so I, I do think I, I would I would count that as cheating. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, if you, if you're the goalie and you know that shit because you studied it, then that's yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. But if you have some dude, you know, come and stand behind you and. That's the sole job. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I have some statistics for you. Copa America, since we're on the topic of South America, Loco Abreu. Uh, Mexico is the uh, in third as far as uh, supplying the Copa America with players. So number one is Serie A with 28. Number two is La Liga with 24. And Mexico has 23 players Uh that are playing in the MX that are currently competing in Copa America. Yeah, it's probably all Argentines. Argentines and Uruguayos. <laughs> we have Angel Mena. We have Cabecita Rodriguez. There's, I've seen a few players already play. I know in Ecuador they have they have a few. And um, has Ormeño played? Has, has Peru played yet? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. That was my boy, but... Uh... It wasn't meant to be, Jaime. Uh, I wanted see. him for the goats. I would have heard about it. I don't think he's he's made his debut yet. Nah, well, he gets one stripe, <laughs> one vertical one. That's right. He changed one franja for the other, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so far, uh, Peru hasn't played. Uh, they actually play on uh, Thursday. And I think they left out Ridas. I don't know if his he just hasn't been playing good, but I was a bit surprised because he's been a pretty good player. Uh, he got snubbed, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty shocking. Uh, another fun fact from uh, Copa America and uh, Mexico. Uh, everyone's criticizing, you know, Liga Mekis for <laughs> allowing 12 out of the 18 teams to make it to the playoffs. Well, guess what? This year in Copa America, they just did two groups of five, and four out of those five teams get to go to the next round. So, <laughs> well, I mean, this this the way this Copa America came about. I think it was going to be in Argentina. And then they're like, they realize they're too broke, you know. And oh, Brazil I thought it was because of COVID. It's not because of COVID? Guess both, man. Argentina's been broke for a long time. Their peso has been getting devalued. It's just a bad, bad place for them. But if you want to travel, it's really good. Uh, it's cheap. That means it's pretty cheap. Uh, not the plane ticket, but, but once you're there, you know. Oh, that's it, right. You were over there, huh? Yeah, I've been twice. And oh, it's wow. Big big part of that is, uh, you know, you take your dollar and you you get, like, double, man. Uh, sim, you know, like, because, like, uh, yeah, they use the peso, too. So, like, so like it used to be one for one, you know, one dollar, one peso, and now it's, like, 12 or 13. Oh, really? So you, yeah, you change a dollar, they give you 13 pesos. So man, you change three hundred, four hundred. You, you're balling, dude. You have like, you know. But I mean, you have to, you have to spend it there. You can't switch it back. <laughs> One dollar is ninety five pesos right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure, dude? Dude, it was like thirteen you... when I was there. I mean, dude, ninety five. <laughs> I'm finding that hard to believe. Hi, Mary. You, this you is on XC.com, man. Is the Dutch coin or you? <laughs> Bitcoin? 
No, I'm 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 seriously, dude. Google this right now. Ninety five. The most and the highest I got to see it because when I was there, it was like between. It would go. It would change, you know, every other week. Wow. And it was it was between ten and thirteen, and then the euro was like eighteen. But ninety five. I mean, goddamn, dude, that's that's insane. And so yeah, nah. If it's that high, yeah, dude, nah. COVID is a bunch of BS, uh, dude. Let's see. <laughs> June. Is... All right. So a year ago, one dollar was around sixty nine pesos. Oh damn, dude. So it's. Yeah. Well, Jaime, if you want to travel, dude, you. Oh man, I'm about to <laughs> you go. You go rent a house, dude. You, this is how you do it, now. Yeah, like you know, Airbnb is cheap, so you would rent like, a pre- you could rent a pretty big house. Man. And, uh, it's just. Wait, ima- when did you, you? What year did you the, go? I went in uh, 2011 and 2013. Let's see, 10 year charts. 2011, one dollar was around four pesos. Four. Yeah. I could have sworn thirteen, man. Come on, what are you looking at? <laughs> Xe, Xe dot com, man. That's like the number one like currency thing. And then in twenty, oh, let's see, it didn't get to thirteen pesos until twenty sixteen. I might, I might be seeing it wrong, but I know you were. I know I was getting at least. At least, you know, almost double, triple of, of the value. Oh, wow. You know, with the dollar. So, so, um, but man, 95. Yeah. Shit, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, I, I know you, I know I was getting like more, you know, I like, I had like, like dude, I had stacks. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I was like Chappelle when he has the crown and he's hugging the money. Oh, yeah. And he's, <laughs> And he's uh, with with Oprah. Yeah. And <laughs> so, but but I remember because I I couldn't dude I couldn't take the taxi because they didn't have change. Like I had all these twenties and shit and or like fifties, and they didn't have change for that. Oh, you needed wow. like you needed a bunch of fucking coins and shit like that. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you, I just you know you feel like a dick trying to. It's like either either just let them have it, you know, like fuck it here, take it. Uh huh. But I was like, I, I, at the same time, it's like I only had enough money for the time I was there, so I was yeah. like, I couldn't, I couldn't just, I couldn't be like <laughs> just tossing it, fucking using it to light a cigar. Um, but fuck, dude, now yeah, ninety five, fuck, dude, yeah, I would just be like, get to the bar and be like, one round on the house on me. <laughs> Everybody just <laughs> be like, hey, Funes Mori is Mexican. <laughs> let me get you guys a drink. <laughs> It'd be like five US, dude. You you just spend like five or ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Do you think that's you why know, Argentina hates us so much? Because you know they make fun of Mexico a lot. They say, "Hey, you're not allowed to have an opinion if you haven't don't uh, have a World Cup." Nah, and with, with the soccer thing, there's just, a lot of animosity. Some, it, well, there was a bit of elite elitism, but this this is like way back. Maybe you're going back to like the 80s, you know, they win the World Cup in, in Mexico, the one that Mexico, and they win it. So it was a bit of, you know, a bit of that, that feeling like, yeah, we're better. I mean, well, they are, but that just kind of cemented it even more. But, I, I don't, I, you know, when I was there, I never, I never got that. I never got any hate. That's good. And, and something, <laughs> what, Beto, what are you doing, bro? Because it sounds like they're beating him for not doing the dishes right. <laughs> I'm throwing away the dishes. No, but I got a question, though, since you were there. Yeah. Because I've heard, I've heard people, and it might be different areas, but I've heard people, and I don't know if they're, like, trolling or joking or if okay. they seriously believe yeah. that Mexicans still, still, like, live on – on caballo and with the sombrero. Nah, dude, nah, that's that's just nah. I no, was in I, Buenos but... Aires. When I was in Buenos Aires, in the most part, I was staying really close to the Huracan Stadium. I was just a few blocks from Huracan Stadium, so I was Parque Patricios is called the area, and uh, it was crazy because you could see like their old clubhouse and some of the really small clubs, like third, fourth division teams. Wow. And and they were like in the area, and then the, the stadium is all beat up, dude. It looks it looks <laughs> like post apocalyptic. Like you could do a zombie movie. It looks, 
like like I was I was going in the stadium and there's like a dog running in the tunnel, dude. <laughs> I was like, this straight dog get in here. Um but it's it's still crazy, but I mean I mean I think man, if you wanna travel, now is now's the time, man. I, I would urge especially soccer wise, man, you're not gonna see a match like that. That's like like time machine, man. You're gonna see that in old school you're not gonna see that, man. Especially if we go to Europe, it's all like, it's it's all corporate now. So if you yeah. want to see someone like with the old, old school atmosphere, you're gonna find it there. I mean, not just there. Some of the other like parts of Brazil and and Uruguay and some of this, but man, at '95, hella cheap, dude. <laughs> it's you you get VIP tickets. Although most people would want to go and be with the hinchada, with the with the barra bravas, you know. Uh, that's cool. But 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 Chiki's not man. I encounter no hate. Everyone was super cool, and they were, they were always telling me I was Mexican. I was like, hey man, I'm not. I'm not Mexican. I mean, I'm, I'm Mexican American. I descend from Mexicans, but if they start asking me stuff about Mexico, man. I don't know. I don't know what AMLO stands for. I don't know who the president is. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, my parents are there, but. Uh, and they're like, nah, nah, it's better if I say that. So, and to I mean, that says a lot, you know, for them, it was like, they wanted to introduce me more as a Mexican dude than as a, as a gringo, you know? And so I was like, all right, whatever, fuck it. But everyone was cool. Everyone was cool. I never, you know, you would hear about hate and nah, everyone was super chill. And, and one thing that you see now a lot, like tacos, man, they're, they're, all these taco spots started popping up. Interesting. Yeah. I know they're known for their steak. They do a lot of carne asada. Oh, yeah, but now you have to be careful where you go because, like, restaurants-wise, because what they what happens now is uh, they started exporting more. Oh. So, like, all the top, all the, all the top carne gets... All the good cuts are, are coming here. Yeah, they're coming here or other way. Because, I, dude, I'm... I'm I'm telling you, I went to a few that was like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> this shit was whack. And I had like a, a where I was staying at next door. Carne de caballo, or what is this? <laughs> the, this next door neighbor dude, man, and he had like a makeshift. He had like his own grill he made out of, looked like a tambo atomico, you know? Like, I was like, is that thing even going to work? Man, this dude killed it, dude. That was one of the most delicious meals. And he, he went and he bought it at the local grocery. We must have spent like 30 bucks and like 10 of us ate Damn. a bunch of steaks and sausages, dude. And it's just, yeah. But 95, dude, you can't. <laughs> fuck, man. I'm almost jumping on the plane and headed back. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ron, Ron should go. Ron, you go get married. <laughs> he needs to get out of the house <laughs> Ron if you're listening You gotta get out Gotta yeah. get out of the house man But uh Yeah uh, Not too much action This episode Again It was just some Partidos Moleros uh, Liga Mekis is still on hiatus Right now the big focus will be on Copa Oro uh, And then For the Euro snobs You got the, the You know The Euros And Copa America So um, we'll have some more Liga Mekis action probably closer to the end of July. We'll, but we'll be, hopefully, we'll be uh, covering some Copa Oro. Um, I know we have plans to go to the the game against Nigeria at the LA Coliseum. That's on the third of July, and uh, I'm gonna try to get out to uh, at least the final in Vegas. We'll see. If Mexico doesn't make it, though, I don't know. I don't know if I'll go. <laughs> but, oh yeah, man! I haven't. I need to get on that Nigeria thing because I, I forgotten to submit my application. Yeah, you better do it before the. I think the cutoff's the nineteenth. Yeah. Oh man, it's like three days, man. Maybe it's like five days from now. Yeah. Shit. All right. All right. I've, I've held out to the last day, but I, <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. All right. Well, any closing thoughts before we end tonight's episode? 
Yes, go to Argentina, man. If you, <laughs> you want to travel at that rate, you, you, you're going to have a lot of fun, man. Just research it. You know, don't just go and do the touristy crap. If you research it and, and it pays, if you know someone, it, dude, that you could just go for like two weeks. At that 95 rate, you'll be king of the bar, man. You'll be, you'll find the bar and you'll be walking the bar just pouring it on people. They're going to put a Burger King hat on you and call you El Rey, you know? This guy, you, he, he buys drinks for everybody. Remember that dude? What was this dude that he would take pictures? He ended up getting banned because he was like on Twitter and he was on Instagram, but he used to take pictures, but he used to go to like, like these big clubs and bars and he would just like be dousing like girls with, with alcohol and taking all type of crazy. What was this man? I forgot his name, but you could be that dude, man. <laughs> you could be that guy. Getting, getting people drunk and shit and everyone fucking wants to be your best friend. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening tonight on Twitter Spaces and on YouTube. And uh, we'll be back next week with episode 290 of Cantina MX. Hopefully, uh, the Mexican national team starts starts trying harder. And uh, we'll see if Funes Mori and Javier Hernandez make the cut for the Gold Cup roster because we definitely, definitely need them. All right, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs>